It is Wednesday, January 27th, 2021, and this is the Tommy C. Show, a think tank for logic and truth that are sewn into the fabric of our liberties. Hey, thank you for tuning into the podcast that's become a popular resource for patriotic truth and action. The podcast that is like a computer with 48 tabs open all of the time. <laughs> that's how my brain feels, um, especially lately. It's uh, It's been a wild ride. There's a lot going on in the last... Uh, three months probably even longer has been really really brutal with uh all of the information and misinformation and disinformation and incomplete information and uh all of the things out there that make it hard for us to try to discern what's truth what's not truth what's somewhere in the middle and out of all of that really what's valuable information what is information that is meaningful for us to act on or to be aware of so uh, I'm going to start off, there's a few things I want to discuss today, I'm going to start off with the obvious, and that uh, is Dementia Joe here, and uh, just watching him fumble around uh, the Oval Office and the camera and the way he disregards questions from the media, uh, his snappy attitude, and all of the executive orders. I, you know, I think that we all realize that Joe is going to be out shortly. He's... Uh, I will be surprised if he makes it um, through summer. You know, even maybe not even that long. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he makes it to as far as summer before his own party turns on him, his frame of mind, and, and gets him out of there. And, and, and that was really, we all knew that that was the plan all along. I mean, I, I said very early on that the Democratic Party would do something like this. Now, originally, my, my thought originally um, just to go back and be completely honest was that you know when I felt that Liz Warren had uh, a decent shot at getting the nomination this was very early on before many of the primaries but my original thought was that Liz Warren would have a good shot and that she might actually bring Hillary Clinton in as her VP uh, and that something like this would happen that way but we're seeing it with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris kind of uh, you know a different a different take on uh, the same basic premise of the Democratic Party deciding who their puppets are going to be and the way they're going to control them. Uh, the sad thing and the scary thing is that we realize Joe did not have a lot of support. Most of the people that voted for Joe Biden did so, you know, in just out of spite of Trump. They didn't like Trump. They voted against Trump, not for Biden, and we know that. Uh, the sad thing is, is they, 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 Kamala Harris had less than 1% or 1% of the total vote in the primaries. She wasn't liked. But this country is willing, a, the, the base on the left is willing to put the health and the national safety, the national security of this country at risk to put somebody in office that right now, he couldn't put a 10-piece puzzle together by himself let alone try to disseminate all of the information that's going on around the world and around the country. And all he's doing is signing executive orders. Now, <clears throat> first off, I'm just going to completely disregard one of the, 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 the quick response from the left is that, well, he's got to undo a lot of bad stuff that Trump did. That's bullshit. Every president comes in and has to do um, executive orders, right? But here's, 
here's the interesting part. I wrote a small, very brief article about this today. And, and I'll tell you, if you, you get a chance, if you haven't gone to my website, the Tommy C, the real Tommy C.com, in the real Tommy C.com, you can find my uh, most recent articles and blogs there. I'm trying to put something out almost every day, even if it's just a small, what I call quick facts article. And that's what I did today. And the facts there were with regards to executive orders. Uh, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton combined, combined, the four of them combined, signed 34 executive orders in their first month, their first 30 days. Joe Biden has already signed 39 executive actions in his first week. 39 in his first week compared to 34 in the first month of the last four presidents combined. That is ridiculous. That is authoritarian rule. It's dictatorial. It's it's especially frustrating when this freaking fossilized bozo has the majority Congress. He's got a guy in both chambers. There's no reason that these actions cannot be legislated in Congress. But Joe wants to look the hero. He wants the Congress to focus on beating up Donald Trump still, uh, even though he's out of office. It's, it's sad what's happening. The good thing is, is that all of these executive actions, much like the left did to Donald Trump, are going to get thrown into the courts. Many of them are going to be challenged, and they're already being uh, shot down. The one uh, on deportations in Texas was challenged, and the federal judge has already shot down Biden's uh, order temporarily on that, saying that he couldn't do it. So, thankfully... We do have strong courts out there. We do have strong judges. I know there's a lot of contention among people regarding the election and what happened with the judiciary, but I think we're going to find more and more information is going to come out with exactly what went on there and what didn't go on there and why it did or didn't. I'm not completely convinced that our entire judiciary is corrupt. I'm not. And I think that we all have to settle in for the fact that we were fed some bad information. And, you know, some of that was evident by things that happened uh, at the Capitol on 1-6. We're going to find more things out. That's not, you know, I'm not taking any exception to Trump there. Uh, I, I really, I never liked the guy before he was president. And, in fact, in the primaries, I had voted for Ted Cruz. Um, but when Trump became president, he grew on me. And I love what he did for this country. And I would love to have seen him have more time to do more. But I think we need to settle in for the fact that there are some things that were pretty inaccurate. I'm not saying that Trump was pushing all of that, but I think a lot of the people around Trump were pushing him and trying to convince him uh, that there were things that weren't necessarily the case. Water here. I've had a little bit of a, a funk going on this week, so I'm trying to hydrate. Um, you know, the the. the Biden is, is a problem. He's problematic. But I think we're going to see that the courts are going to hit him hard. Uh, the GOP is going to hit him hard. Uh, it, that's what we can do right now. That's really all we can do. When the legislature, uh, the legislative branch is not working on things, it's going to be executive order, and it's going to be about to the judiciary. And this, again, goes back to the long problem that we've had over many, many years of our legislative branch of government being so broken that it's now legislating by proxy of the executive branch and the judiciary uh, battling back and forth between executive orders and what's legal and what's not legal, um, according to the laws that Congress has established. 
So rather than going and working with the Congress on the laws they've established, you know, as a president saying, you've established A, B, and C, well, I'd also like to see, I'd like to see A gone and I'd like to see D, E, and F added, or whatever analogy you want to use. But instead of doing that, the proper way of doing that, um, the president's not. He's just taking and creating his own orders, working around legislations, and now the judiciary has to go in and find out how these laws, you know, how these executive orders are impacted or impacting uh, laws that are already written. And listen, I mean, judges have come out, uh, not necessarily from Supreme Court, but actually, actually, I I take that back. Amy Comey Barrett, uh, in in her hearings, her uh, confirmation hearings for Supreme Court justice, she mentioned, if you remember in those hearings, there were a couple of times when she mentioned when they were talking about laws or how she might rule on what a president might do, she fired right back and said, you know, as a legislative branch, it's your job to determine what the laws are. It's not my job as a judge to determine, you know, what the laws are. It's your job to determine what the laws are. And as a judge, we simply review and rule on what on actions that are taken and whether or not they're in line with the laws you've written as a Congress or not. Uh, Congress is broken. It's badly broken. And that's the reason why we've seen so many executive orders. You know, among the past four presidents, there's been many. I mean, every single one of them's um, put up more than 200 executive orders in total in their time. It, you know, Biden, though, oh, he's already, put it this way, his 39 executive orders so far with the exception of 2016 when Obama put out, I want to say, maybe 46 or 48. With the exception of that one year, Joe Biden's 39 executive actions that he signed already are more than Obama signed in any single entire year of his presidency. Think about that. It's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely terrible. So, hey, I've called out, you know, obviously things that are bad here, and, and I'm always liking to share with you things that we can do and things that are good you know i've there's so much we can do but at the same time there's only so much we can do right and the reminder that i want to give and i'm going to continue to give is the importance of engaging with your local elected officials and a lot of people are tired of probably hearing it but guess what it wasn't done for a long time so we're going to keep pushing that. i'm going to keep pushing it i'm going to keep doing it leading by example myself um it has to happen but bigger than that, the thing is, you know, the, the cost, how you're spending your money and where you're spending your money. I think right now, you know, I, the area I'd like to hit on, that I'd like to make, call a goal for anybody out there that's still using these two platforms, is make it a goal, you know, by the end of February to get your stuff together and get off of Facebook and Twitter, period, and Instagram. Instagram is part of Facebook. Um, there's Those platforms have done so much damage to not only the presidency, to, you know, not just the, I should say, President Trump, but the office of the president. You know, they've done so much damage to that. They've done so much damage to our vote. Uh, Zuckerberg gave uh, $20 million, I think, in campaign contributions all to the left. And we, I've written articles about uh, the voting 
drop boxes that he financed to put in so many areas uh, around liberal cities around the country. It, those platforms have done so much damage to us. So if you're still using them, and I've got family that refuses to, to listen to this. So I hate to say it, but it's the truth. You're, uh, you don't get a right to bitch anymore. You really don't. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat pissed off at some people that are still using it because there's no, you're just playing right into our demise. It's not right. It's not right. You can't sit there and complain about where we're at as a country while you've enabled it. You continue to enable it. And it'll happen again. It takes, change takes sacrifice, and you have to be that change. You know, if you can stop using Amazon, Amazon Prime, or, uh, you know, their Amazon Video, Amazon Music, getting things delivered by Amazon, cut it out. You know, these countries have hurt us so bad. And other competition's going to rise again. And there are other options out there. Amazon's, you know, it's nice because it's convenient. You have everything in one spot. You get things shipped quickly to you. I mean, you get the app, you go on, you basically press a button, and whatever you ordered is there in a couple of days. doesn't take any, you know, there's no nonsense involved. But most things you get, you can get directly from a retailer's online site. I know it's more work in many cases, but Amazon is, has done so much damage uh, to this country as well. And they've, you know, not just... What they've done in like in cases with Parler and taking their servers offline and the affront to free speech, but think of all the businesses they've 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 put out of business. Uh, you know, it's it's sad, really, and you see this as you go around the country to especially smaller towns where there was maybe one strip mall in that town and half of it's vacant now. You know, and the stores that do go in there are, you know, they're not long lived or they're national chains, but. It, the smaller businesses, smaller entrepreneurs were dying out before this pandemic came online. And that was because of uh, sites like Amazon, the big box retailers, the Kmarts and Sears and Boston Store and all of those that went out of business or went bankrupt or had to heavily consolidate you know, because of the Amazons in the world. So it's something to think about. If you can avoid using them, you're doing us a favor. You're doing us some help. So, you know, when I say that there's, you know, things we have to do and we can all do them, that's what I'm talking about. I've talked in the past about looking at sitting down and making a list. If you haven't done this already, here's something else you can do this weekend. Set yourself, I don't think you would need more than 30 minutes. And then take your tablet or your phone or a pen and paper, computer, whatever you use to take notes. And make a list for yourself of where you spend your money. Most of you probably do budgets already, so you have uh, that information already written down. And married couples, usually there's one in the in the household that's you know kind of the, the finance guru or the, the purse or that's that's tight on that and always has their hands on uh, knowing where money is at and where it's going. Well, sit down and write out where you're spending your money. And then see where you can make changes. Where are you getting gas every month? Uh, where are you, if you do get fast food, where are you getting fast food from? Where are you shopping for items? And go to websites like Open Secrets and see when you spend money at Sitco to get gas, where do their campaign contributions go? If you, if you look up on uh, 
Goods Unitas is another one. You know, Sitco is one of the worst in terms of having a history of donating to the Democrats, where stations like uh, Quick Trip and Speedway donate heavily and mostly to Republicans. So it's just one example, but it's something easy that you can do. Sit down and make a list of where your expenses are so you have a start. And then start looking at alternatives, ways to shift your money to get the same product or the same service that you need with companies that either don't give to the Democrats or give more to the Republicans than the Democrats or don't give any political contributions at all. I and mean, that's optimal, probably. Uh, but it's something that has to, has to happen. We've got to shift the funding. The, the lifeblood of the Democrats is, is money, right? And we have a power. We have an ability to defund them, essentially, uh, really to make a sharp dent in it. We all own that. We all own a piece of it. It can't just be, you know, well, my neighbor's going to do it, so I'm not going to worry about it. No, you're canceling him out then, and everything that he's doing it really isn't mattering. So it, it's got to be, everybody's got to get in on this and do this. You know, that's what we got to do. The next thing that we can do I want to talk about is cleaning up our own house. And, you know, that's just, that's not only our politicians. Yes, we should be, you should be making profiles at the very minimum of your local politicians. Your local um, representative to your state senate and your state assembly or state house or whatever it may be called in your uh, particular state you should have your own little profile on your computer or phone or somewhere that that you've got that the information for that candidate not another contact information but deeper than that knowing how they voted in the last you know their time in office whether it's two years or four years or six years or 12 years you know some kind of idea of what's their voting record like what have they voted for and against where have they voted against their party where have they voted um, you know in line with the other party what these are important things they're going to help you when it comes time to get to the primaries that you're not just going and you know coloring a bubble in for somebody with an r next to their name you know during the primaries several with an r you know it's you know you're not just voting for somebody because you recognize their name we it's time to get smarter about our vote and that's crucially important we've got a number of members of congress that are new and young and they're fresh blood in there and they believe in this new republican party the energy that we've created this maga movement in in, in a sense they're proponents of it they love it they're they're big on it we can get more of those candidates in and it can help us we're not far i mean geez we're a year and a and a half away from another election and that's an opportunity to get more power in the house and maybe even flip it over and get our majority back in the senate we can really minimize the damage that this new presidential administration can do by getting hot now with our local elections and knowing what's going on in our states. The other piece when it's bad actors is the misinformation. I'm going to tell you, I want to go two places with this. First, I spent a ton of time uh, in the last oh, two days, three days, uh, prior to yesterday, going through every single 
uh, criminal complaint for those who have been arrested in relation to the Capitol riots. Not only did I go through the criminal complaints, I went through the affidavits and the statements of facts that were supporting each of those arrests. I went into many uh, news and media articles from local and national sources related to those individuals. Uh, and I did this for one reason, and I ended up learning much more from it when I did it. But my reason for doing it was to try to prove a point that Parler was made to take a fall for the violence that occurred at 1-6, but the vast number of arrests, 97% of the arrests, more than 120 of them to this point, those arrest reports, those criminal complaints and affidavits don't mention Parler at all. They mention Facebook in the vast majority of them. They mention Instagram. They mention Twitter. They mention Snapchat. They mention all these other platforms. Parler's mentioned in four arrests. In one of those, it's mentioned alongside of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, the individual had used all of these platforms. There's only three where the individual, um, the only online social media source that infamy, uh, an individual was an offender was communicating on was parlor was was only three of them for parlor the rest of the vast majority were facebook so and that was a point i wanted to prove and i and that article is got all of the information and all the backup again if you go to the real and look up an article uh for uh the facebook or i'm sorry uh, fbi arrests don't support um the inquisition against parlor there's a lot of good information in there i would look at that article i, I learned a lot from that I can tell you after reading all of those reports, and I read every single page of those criminal reports, that all the documentation, this was not an Antifa thing that, you know, we ended up, Patriots ended up taking the fall for because Antifa instigated this. These individuals that have been arrested, and trust me, the most violent ones, the ones that were breaking windows and storming to get in there those are the people that have been arrested so far the vast majority um that have been arrested uh going in there were the violent the aggravators uh, they're they're not liberals they're they're not antifa they're not black lives matter uh you had one uh, john sullivan who uh, has been involved in blm organizing blm protests and videos he's one of these guys that considers himself uh like an Antifa BLM journalist. Uh, he was in there, and he's going to be charged. Uh, he has been charged. Uh, it, 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 he'll face the punishment for that. But you read these arrest records, and it's clear. The cross-section of these people, they are clearly Trump supporters, and so many of them admit it in, in their in, you know, in their, in their reports, as the, the FBI reports that are done. The, the Q piece is frightening. Uh, some of the people that were there, you know, the one guy wanted to be first in the door uh, with everything that was going on so that his Q shirt would be seen and Q could get all the credit for the truth of what was happening. And there was another guy that said he was excited to be a part of it because Q was going to pay for the new truck he just bought. Uh, it, it It is sad how brainwashed and manipulated some of uh, our fellow Americans have become by that movement. It's it's terrible. Yeah, and there were more. Uh, it was really enlightening for me to read how many people were turned in by their own family. Um, that's, that's a tough one. You know, if you see somebody that's doing something 
that is so wrong, it's a moral decision you make. I don't know that I could ever turn a family member in um, for doing something like that. It would, <laughs> even if I did not agree with their politics, it's not in my DNA um, to turn on blood in that way. I'd probably have some very strong words with them privately and get inside their conscience and suggest that they do the right thing themselves. But I don't know that I could bring myself to do it. But there are a lot of people regarding 1-6 that were turned in by family or friends and co-workers in some cases. It's I, I read those things. All of those reports, it was very enlightening uh, what came out of that. But uh, by and large, the, the common denominator were they were Trump supporters. Now today there's a story, and Tucker talked about it a little bit tonight. I, I caught a brief bit of it before uh, coming in to record my show. Talking about uh, a gentleman that was arrested because of... Uh, made memes that mocked the left uh, and you know they're saying that the justice department is you know arresting him or has brought him charges up against him because uh he manipulated or in, in obstructed people's uh, right to vote or their intentions to vote uh, tucker did misspeak uh, in his uh, one aspect where he said there had been no proof of any of this and that's wrong and I'll tell you why I know this is wrong. I, somebody had sent me today um, a screenshot of something from Disclosed TV. That said, uh, it says, I've got it right in front of me. It says, new Biden, Biden's Department of Justice has charged a Trump voter who had 58,000 followers on Twitter with election interference because he posted a meme in 2016 telling Democrats to vote for Hillary Clinton via text as a joke. He is now being charged for a meme. Well, it's not the case, really. It's not a meme. If you look at these images, they are very professional-looking campaign-type messages. They even include, they went as far as including uh, on the bottom in fine print, the language that the FEC uh, requires be put on campaign ads. And they, they made them in Spanish, too. And they look they look very real. They, they've got the campaign's logos on them. And here's the thing, I read the criminal report, the entire, I think it's 24 pages for this individual. Uh, not only does it provide proof, because in one instance in there, it talks about the number that they asked people, told people to text to vote, this five-digit number, um, had more than 5,000 people that sent Hillary's name to it to vote. Uh, and they ended up starting sending responses back that they weren't the Hillary Clinton campaign and a bunch of other things. But there is evidence. There's more than 5,000 people whose vote was, you know, essentially uh, sent via this text, this prank, if you want to call it a meme. But it wasn't. And to go further, you read in this reports, it was a concerted effort by a couple of individuals, two, three, four individuals in this private group where their conversations are in these reports where they went back and forth talking about these images and no, you've got to make it look more professional. And then at one point as it gets close to election, uh, there's talk about, I think it was Pennsylvania, was one of the, the key states. And there's information, they're, they're talking back and forth in there about how we've got to get more non-white or non-college white uh, people voting and less blacks to vote so they made one of these memes but it's a, it's a text a campaign message and they put a black individual an african-american image on there with the same information out and then texted it to a bunch of places on on election day 
uh, or a couple of days before. So it, what they did was wrong. It's not right. You can't do what they did. They would not be being brought up on charges for a meme. If it was a simple meme that just offended people. What they did was direct people uh, fraudulently to vote in a way um, using official campaign logos and FEC language and, and everything else and to vote in a way that wasn't legit. And there's no way to know if these people ended up voting or not. And you know, again, this is 2016. It's it's in the past, but what they did was wrong. And if it was done against us, you can be damn sure we would not be very pleased if if somebody had sent messages out, you know, like vote Q to text or, you know, vote text whatever number to vote and put images of Q on there or something. Who knows if these people would have voted that way or not? There's some people that were really heavily manipulated. Um, and clearly, at least 5,000 of them were for Hillary in 2016 for these messages. So it wasn't a simple meme. And there is information in the arrest reports uh, that that back it up. This guy was <laughs> he was not a good dude. And he's got to take responsibility for his actions. And we, we have to continue to call bad actors out on our side we don't you know i think we get so worried about well if i call out this, this q person and they're going to get mad and we still need them as a trump voter or a, a republican voter listen calling out one douchebag or a hundred douchebags for not quitting with their insanity it's not doing us any harm what's doing us harm is letting it go and it turns into a thousand people spreading the idiocy, or 10,000 people. And you look now and you see all of the repercussions that we are facing because of what some of these people did to us. It doesn't look good. And now to get hit today with a new one, with a guy that was, this, I'm sorry, but what he did was wrong. It was, he, he manipulated vote, voting um, information. And he should be charged for it. And I don't care who's mad about me saying that because I'm always going to call out the truth in what it is. And I would be very pissed off if somebody on the other side had done that to us. And it was 5,000 people that fell for it. doesn't matter if 5,000 would have impacted the election or not. It's wrong. What's to say it couldn't be 15,000 or 50,000 the next time? You know, we're so pissed off about... A thousand votes here and fifteen thousand votes here, or ten votes here that were, were fraudulent. We got to be able to call that stuff out on our side too, and not just defend people because they're on our side. That's bullshit. We have to stop doing it. I'm not going to do it. I haven't done it for a while, and I'm going to continue to be uh, very hard where we have our own dirty laundry and where we have our own baggage to clean up. We can't have that. And I want to believe that sooner or later, there are going to be a more on the left that are going to do it too. And I, I'll tell you what, I've ventured into doing some searches. I'm not on Twitter. Like, I don't have a handle. Um, so I, I won't give them uh, the, any chance of using me or, you know, I'd, as usership for clicks or whatnot. I've done searches on there to find information because it's relative. When I'm doing research on things, it's important. I've found a few liberal accounts on there that I may reach out to privately where they have websites that I can contact and try to engage with them in a collaborative effort to bring down misinformation and share with them what I the misinformation that I've brought down on our own side at times and, and try to use that 
as a crutch yeah i should say a crutch but try to use that as a that was the wrong word uh try to use it as bait really will you have a morsel a tasty morsel a measure of good faith a handshake to say hey here's what i've done i don't want this in you know our country i don't want people thinking they can speak on behalf of everybody in such a vile way or in a way that's malicious and dishonest and hope that you know even if it's one or two or three of these individuals on the left says hey that's that's really admirable that you've done that i've had people say that to me and i appreciate that on the left but hopefully some see and say yeah you know what it's right i don't agree with your politics but i admire that you can call out the garbage on both sides and and maybe we can get more people to do that because until we start cleaning up our own backyards so to speak with these uh, bad actors we're just going to continue to cycle in the same place and spin our tires and we're not getting anywhere hey lastly we got to help the my pillow guy out boy i tell you he got canned from twitter now too just for um some piece of scripture or something he put on there but it's depressing to see what is happening to people that are just exercising free speech like we all have but you know in my case when i got booted off there a couple years ago it was for calling antifa terrorists and other things and i guess somebody wanted to consider that contentious against their terms of service whatever it it was harmless it's free speech but when you take the my pillow guy down for you know scripture or whatnot that's just horrible so get your pillows but don't get them through amazon don't get them through other stores Go directly to MyPillow.com and help this guy out. I'm going to be ordering some this weekend. Uh, get all new pillows. I'm going to order them from him. Uh, I, it's just sad. We did it for Goya. You know, when, when they stood up for the president, we went bonkers on buying Goya products as a, as a conservative family, if you will. Let's try to help the MyPillow guy out, too. I don't know. He doesn't have any stake in my show. He's not a sponsor or anything. Uh, maybe one day he would be. I'd love that. Uh, but... Let's just I just looking to help out fellow patriots. And hey, if you've got a conservative business out there that's been silenced by the left, you know, send me an email. Send me a message. If you go to again uh, therealtommyc.com, there is a contacts page on there. You can various ways you can contact me um, through social media accounts that I have on Telegram or MeWe, and also we'll be back up on Parlor soon. But also uh, a box where you can email directly. Uh, on there and and send me an email and share with me what you know your business is how it's been impacted and you know if you'd like i'm happy to to put a plug out there for you just uh to help pick you up a little bit out there i don't have a huge audience yet it's growing it was quite large uh, before my parlor account went down and we'll get that back up but i want to help anybody that i can in any way so and to that note, I want to thank those that have helped me out. There's a number of people that have contributed to the show uh, at therealtommyc.com. There is a tab to contribute to the show. I do all of this on my own time. I have a normal job. I raise a daughter mostly myself, uh, and I stay busy. But I have such a passion, not just for our country uh, and our founding documents, but such a passion for making sure we have good information and we're acting on good, honest, truthful information in our country. That I feel I've got an ability to articulate it. I feel like I've got a knowledge, a very strong knowledge of our Constitution and civics and the way our government functions. And I, 
it's, so I feel it obligated. I feel it's my duty to bring that to all of you and share it with you. And I really appreciate that I've built trust with people that take my information and they believe in it. And it's productive and constructive information for them. And so those who have contributed, I appreciate it. You know, I spend 30 to 40 hours a week that's on top of a full-time job just in putting out uh, my articles and blogs and putting sh these shows together and the time I spend researching uh, for some of the details, the backup that I always provide in those articles. It takes time. So and that's nothing that I'm um, you know, compensated for. And I'm not here groveling or begging uh, for support. But for those who have and those that can, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot to me and it does help it, you know, make it stomach a little bit easier to spend all of that time trying to bring good information to all of you. So that's all I have for today. If you enjoyed the show, I'd be very grateful if you'd share it with your friends and family. That alone, sharing my message and getting it out there wider, it means even more to me um, than any contributions that you might be um, interested in making. I think I try to make sure that I provide good information that can be backed up and that I provide that data. So if you're watching on Rumble, please hit that Rumble button. I appreciate it. If you're listening to this uh, as a podcast on, on Apple, leave a positive review on Apple. That would be great. Or any podcast platform that offers reviews. Uh, reach out again on my website. You can follow me there at therealtommyc.com. If you open up the sidebar menu and scroll down, uh, there's a, a, a box you can fill out an email box to get notified when I publish new articles right to your email. Hey, we've got a lot of work ahead, a lot of stuff that we've got to do. Again, to follow up on today, make a list of where you spend your money. I think that's your homework until maybe we talk again. At least figure out you know, budget where you're spending your money so that you can decide on if there's better places to spend it. So, hey, friends, it's time for all of us to passionately take action. And we, the people, have a proud history of doing just that.